0: Hello, you're listening to the Achieve With Me podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Rachel Gilfren, and I'll be spending the next few minutes chatting to you about what achieving, winning, and success mean to you. As a life coach, in my opinion, all of these things are very closely linked to having a positive mindset. And this has come up a lot for me in my journey towards success within my career. In fact, it still does. I'll be sharing my own highs and lows from the last 13 years of my career, plus a good deal of confidence and communication techniques that you can start implementing today. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to episode 11 of the Achieve With Me podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. I'm so pleased to have you. Now, today's episode is going to be focused around microaggression, as you'll have seen from the title. And it's about managing that behavior in the workplace that's sometimes quite unwelcome. Now, this can often be viewed as a bit of a controversial topic, really. Um, but I really wanted to talk to you all about the challenges that we experience as women within the workplace, specifically centered around gender bias and how this can manifest in the behaviors that we notice in people. Now, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, in terms of the gender gap, so much has changed over the past few years in terms of awareness and mindfulness towards this subject, so we are making progress. So, It'd be fair to ask, is it even a problem still? Well, personal experience and research tell me so. Surprisingly, studies have shown that 64% of women have experienced microaggression in the workplace. Now, that's nearly two-thirds of all women, which is pretty scary. An article I read explained that, sadly, women are expected to provide more evidence of their competence than men and are twice as likely to have been mistaken for somebody in a more junior position or somebody towards the beginning of their career. So what's this word that we keep talking about, microaggression? Well, the Oxford Dictionary defines this as an act or a remark that discriminates against one or more members of a minority group, either deliberately or by mistake. Now, as the definition mentions, This can become apparent within any minority group. Whilst each of these areas are equally important, as I mentioned, gender bias is the area that I am keen to support with, really because it's the area that I personally have witnessed most of the behavior occur in and the area that I can truly speak on from experiencing it myself. Now, apart from the obvious issues that come with this topic, I wanted to talk about how you can start to recognise certain behaviours and how you can support other people who may be subject to this unwelcome behaviour. Gender bias or discrimination in the workplace can happen in many different ways. It sort of seems to fall into this awkward office politics and work etiquette folder. And I don't mean in the obvious ways, in that it should be addressed obviously, and have a clear policy for each business. I mean, in the way that we tend to sort of recognise it and attempt to justify it with comments like, oh, he's just old school, or I can't say anything because he's my boss, or he hates being corrected, so just let him have his rant. Why do we say these things and why do we try and cover things up that really should be addressed? Often, as women, we can be very cautious about whether or not we've actually experienced such discrimination. For example, we might think, oh, I don't want to make a fuss, or think that maybe what's happened has been misunderstood in some way. we sort of ask ourselves questions like, did that really happen? Was it really that bad? I'm not sure. Or, did he mean it in that way? I can't really be sure, so I don't really want to say anything. And, how can I be sure, if there was nobody else there or nobody else saw it happen? It was probably just banter. Sound familiar? Well, a lot of the time, these occurrences could have just literally been a fleeting comment or a dig that just seems to crop up regularly. And sometimes, it doesn't even have to be anything said verbally, Honestly, I've been in situations before where wide-eyed, raised-eyebrowed, patronising faces that have been pulled have felt more intentional and callous than any comment ever could. So it really just isn't the comments that we need to be looking out for. It's the general behaviour. Now, this behaviour is not only incredibly disrespectful, it has the potential to have long-lasting effects on our self-worth. Understanding how to recognize and deal with this behavior is crucial to our consistent personal development. And I'm not just talking about in the workplace as well, in and out of work. Now, as with any other area of your life, it's really important to reflect back on experiences that you've had to identify if and when this may have occurred so that you're going to be best placed to notice it in the future. I actually recently did a short course on microaggression and it definitely gave me a new perspective when I'm sort of looking back into the own experiences that I've had in my own life. One thing to mention as well is recognizing this benefits not just you. Sometimes it can be a lot easier to notice on behalf of someone else And because of how uncomfortable we tend to feel in these situations, it can be so difficult to have the courage to know how to respond or even dare to respond. I'm going to start off today by just giving three common examples of how these behaviours can subtly creep their way into your everyday life. Now, these examples might typically occur in a meeting setting at work, but of course they could be identified anywhere elsewhere as well. So the first example I'm going to give is the talk over. Who has been there? You'll be in a professional environment such as a meeting and you may have just started speaking when a male co-worker begins to talk over you in a way in which dismisses or attempts to remove the credibility from your comment. So frustrating. And often in this situation, it's common to be sort of so surprised and taken aback that <laughs> while you sort of pause to take it in your time to speak gets completely hijacked and the meeting moves on without you actually being able to finish the second point that seems to happen quite a lot is <laughs> the idea pincher the absolute cheek of some people now this can have occurred if you started to mention something at the beginning of the meeting and being spoken over so we're back at number one as well there That same person will then proceed to present your idea or solution as their own. Often, they'll rephrase the idea using different examples or wording to disguise it as well, which is just ridiculous. So, moving forward, rather than dropping your jaw in disbelief, and I don't blame you, we need to work on taking back our credibility in these situations. Now, my third example of something that happens really commonly is the ignorer. So, again, we're in a group conversation or meeting environment, and you've just put something forward or contributed um, something verbally, and the reaction is either total silence before the conversation is resumed, or the conversation could be resumed with a sort of dismissive word like, anyway, or hmm, or before they then continue on to talk about what they want to talk about. Now, this is especially irritating when you know your contribution is valid. Now, for the record, I've experienced this in situations where the reason that the comment was dismissed was because the ignorer didn't know the answer. And let's face it, they didn't want to admit it. So their first port of call was to try and make me feel inferior thanks for that. I think that one of the things about being ignored or any of these other things that can happen in meetings is that what we all need to remember is we are in that meeting or in that conversation for a purpose. Now, we're either somebody who has is an internal stakeholder and so has a vested interest in whatever is being discussed, or we're somebody who is a subject matter expert And so often, even as a subject matter expert, we let people who aren't that expert in our field talk over us or ignore the comments that we've got, which is absolutely ridiculous. So have you experienced any of these, I wonder? Have you ever felt irritated, but perhaps just pushed it to the back of your mind afterwards or made excuses? Now, because this can happen in so many different scenarios, there's never really a one-size-fits-all solution and it can be quite difficult to think of a response to say. For example, it can feel easier to call out an internal colleague, so like somebody who works in your office, than it is to correct one of your important customers. You might think, if you're in a meeting with a really important customer, and they did that to you, they were the ones to speak over you, you might think, I can't say anything because I don't want to do anything that might jeopardise the relationship for the business. Only you will know what feels right to do in that moment. But to try and help you out with a few, here are some fixes to the common challenges that we have discussed above. So the first fix is for the talkover this interrupter so somebody has interrupted you and spoken over you one of the best ways to handle it could be to simply politely ask to finish your point always assume their best intentions unless you know explicitly otherwise and say something like excuse me john i hadn't actually finished my and i think it's really relevant to the understanding of the group so and then reiterate the point and continue The second fix is for the idea pincher. So when somebody tries to pass off your idea as their own, a common way to reclaim that could be to say something like, you've explained that in a really digestible way, John, which I love, because when I originally came up with the idea, it felt quite complex. I'm really glad it resonated with you. Remember, it's always better to take it back to the point and reiterate to the group again that it is your point and that you came up with it. You just can't have anyone taking the credit for your work. But if you're in a situation where you're in a meeting and you see this happening to somebody else, so for example, Ella's made a point at the beginning of the meeting, probably been spoken over at the beginning as well, (laughs) And, um, and towards the end of the meeting, John's sort of, tried to claim it as his own, you can say something like, I totally agree, John. Ella, is this how you envisaged it when you first had the idea? Sometimes it can feel easier to try and help somebody else, um, but it's really important to just kind of call that out and just remind the group, actually, that it wasn't the idea of John. Now, fix number three is for the ignorer. So if somebody ignores your contribution to a conversation or or meeting, we really need to call them out on it and try to understand if there is actually a reason. When they begin speaking again after ignoring you, (laughs) you could say something like, Is there something I've misunderstood? Could we perhaps go back a step? Could you provide me with more detail on X, Y and Z? Now quite often the ignorer will then backtrack and admit that your understanding was actually correct and sometimes may even apologise. But by doing this you're really just drawing attention to the fact that nobody's made a comment regarding your input on that, which again is extremely rude. So try these three fixes out and see what you think. Now, if this is an internal co-worker and their behavior persists and possibly worsens, I do empathize because it's a really tricky situation. One thing to remember is a lot of many sort of medium to large organizations will have policies in place about these sorts of things. So make sure that you do research this with them. Following this research, try these few steps just to see if you can try and get the behavior to stop so first step is ensuring that you start to document all the instances you know we talked at the beginning about how we've sometimes doubted what's happened or brushed it under the carpet I haven't really given it that sort of consideration that it deserves so really make sure that you document any instance so if you're coming out of a meeting and you you feel like something's happened where you've been spoken over or someone's pinched your idea or whatever it is just make a note of it at the date and time that it occurred and just try and see if it happens again from the same person. If the same person is repeatedly persisting with this behaviour, one thing to try after this, it's not going to be everybody's favourite, but try direct confrontation. But make sure that confrontation is outside of the group environment. So explain what happened and why it was disrespectful. In some situations, the person may not have realised how dismissive they were, and they'll really appreciate you calling them out on it. If after this point has been made to them, and they've possibly disagreed with you, it's probably the right time to report the behaviour to an HR representative, Um, Now, what I will say is just do make sure this is in line with your company policy because anything that I'm saying could have a completely different sequence of events that that should happen um, in line with company policy. But typically, these are just a few guidelines. So make sure that if you are at the point where you're going to an HR representative to talk about the behavior that you have got that those instances documented, which should just really help them to understand exactly what you've been through and why it's upset you microaggression as a whole is such a wider topic and today I just wanted to kind of give a bit of an introduction as to some of the common things that do often happen within the workplace both from my own experience and from research and, and getting feedback from a lot of other women out there so it's absolutely not exhaustive but it's just a bit of an insight into some of the most common examples as I've mentioned. Now, if there has been something that you particularly have gone through that you would like us to cover off in a later episode, I'm more than happy to do that. So please do reach out. I'm on Instagram at Rachel Harriet Coaching and um, pop me a message and we can do another episode going to a bit more depth about any experiences that you may have with some hints and tips on how to handle that. One final thing that I'd like to say to kind of close off the episode is we've touched on this a couple of times today, but please do try and be vigilant and support your fellow female co-workers. If you see something going on, try to have the courage to call it out if they're if they in a situation where they might not have that courage or it might not be an appropriate situation, because just by doing that, you're raising awareness of everybody else who's in that environment, whether that's other females or other men you know you're calling out that behavior might prevent other people acting like that in the future so it's really important to try and support people wherever we come so that is going to be it for today thank you so much for tuning in to episode 11 and i will look forward to catching you on the next episode have a good day thank you so much for listening to the achieve with me podcast If you like what you heard, please do leave me a rating and a review. And if you're not already following me online, I am at Rachel Harriet Coaching on Instagram. Have a great day.